This is section 101 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Remarks Hannibal High School Graduation Exercises Park Theater, May 30, 1902 Read by John Greenman It should have been my privilege to have been here a year ago. I received an invitation then from the high school and I want to thank you now for that invitation. I appreciated it, and I would have accepted it, had it not been that infirmity, that infirmity which has pursued me all my life, and will pursue me to the end, an infirmity that is called by many names, and that is, well, in plain English, laziness it was not born with me i acquired it in hannibal i acquired many things here and among others laziness which is now complicated with old age i should have been here but long ago i took a distaste to traveling on land I don't mind a sea voyage, and if I could have come by water, I should have come. This may not seem to you a sufficient excuse, but it is. It is sufficient to me. My weakness came upon me, and I yielded. I have come now. I am older now. Besides, I have been invited to come to Columbia to have a degree conferred upon me by the university of my native state to be made a doctor of laws. I seem peculiarly fitted for that avocation. I say I received an invitation from Columbia. In form it was an invitation, but in spirit it was a command for me to come and receive a degree which I have not earned. I appreciate the compliment, however, and obey the command of the university. All the learning that I acquired to fit me for that degree I received at a little schoolhouse here in Hannibal, presided over by Mrs. Hoare, Mrs. Torrey, Mr. Dawson, and Mr. Cross. They qualified me, and it was no Sunday job. There were difficulties in the way of the process. In going around over Hannibal today, I notice great differences between the Hannibal of today and that of two generations ago. Among other things, I notice a difference in matters of intellectual taste. I noticed at the Presbyterian Church this afternoon that the style of oratory has changed. In my day, the speakers made more noise. Their oratory was bombastic, full of gesticulation, pounding the pulpit, and all sorts of exterior suggestions of sense combined with the utter absence of that quality. Today I discovered, as I discover here tonight, 
that the speakers had the modern grace of expression the felicity of phrasing every sentence charged with an idea this was true of every speech and i don't even include my own i don't make addresses on fifteen minutes notice but i think if i had three or four weeks preparation i could have done just as well as they did i i think i could i was glad and proud to be in a presbyterian pulpit in hannibal many and many a time in my boyhood days here i went to the presbyterian church by request and often and often in those days i desired earnestly to stand in that presbyterian pulpit and give instructions but i was never asked until today my ambition of two generations ago has been satisfied at last in those old days at cross's school we had exhibitions once or twice a year and here too i notice a difference these young ladies to-night had grace in their delivery and originality in their productions i say young ladies for i wonder why the superior sex is in such a limited sort of minority it is not so in life it may be this is all you have but get more however i must compliment these young gentlemen too for arriving at this in the face of so much opposition but as i was saying in those old days whenever there was an exhibition all ages and both sexes took part if there had been a dozen sexes they would all have taken part but there was never any instance where any speech had the least atom of originality and a pupil that studied latin there was one boy george robards who attained that great solitary eminence that alpine summit george robards studied latin perhaps as many as twenty-five of you have reached that height yes there was a difference in what we did instead of original work such as you have for the most part presented here tonight in what we did there was not a line of original thought or any originality of expression it would have been thought there was something the matter with a boy or girl who would attempt such a thing we had recitations not culled out of literature but a certain number and these same ones were all recited every time they were all poetry but one and they were not tame poetry either they were poems full of fire and action that one prose selection was recited every time it was give me liberty or give me death i never tried that one but i believe i could repeat it now word for word 
from having heard it so often then by the other boys we had three pieces of poetry one was the assyrian came down like a wolf on the fold and his cohorts were gleaming with purple and gold another was lochiel lochiel beware of the day when the lowlands shall meet you in battle array for a field of the dead rushes red on my sight and the clans of culloden were scattered in flight but the one poem that was never omitted the one poem that saved the intellectual life of hannibal at that time the standby that was never never absent from any program was the boy stood on the burning deck today it has been so pathetic to shake the hand and look into the eye of old gray-headed boys and imagine for i could imagine them saying the boy stood on the burning deck i must have met a half dozen of these boys today who used to recite it and always in the same way they never departed from their model why i have stood on that burning deck with that ancient mariner that introduced me this evening as many as a hundred times and without any fire insurance either now this seems a strange way to identify a boy but a couple of years ago when i was away off on the other side of the world on a british india steamer sailing on the bay of bengal from ceylon to bombay no that isn't right but you must not hold me responsible for my geography i acquired it in hannibal a fellow on an outgoing steamer shouted hello mark i answered hello yourself and see how you like it who are you he said don't you remember cross's school in hannibal i used to recite the boy stood on the burning deck now how should i know who he was there was not a boy in hannibal who did not recite it it was a cold day when there was not a half dozen boys to recite it i have been told that i am to distribute diplomas now i never distributed any diplomas before therefore i can do it with greater confidence there is nothing that saps one's confidence as the knowing how to do a thing i am going to distribute these as they come and you may toss up for them afterwards you see i am frank and open about it always be frank and open as miss fisher said punch in the presence of the passenger i would suggest that while i am delivering these diplomas that the ancient mariner recite for you the boy stood on the burning deck i am helping him if i had not consented to do this he would have had to do it himself
Mark Twain accompanied his haphazard distribution of diplomas with such remarks as, "'That's a nice one. Take that one,' and "'We want these to go round.' Then prolonged cheering brought him to the front for a brief conclusion. "'I thank you very much indeed for this just appreciation of what my friend, the ancient mariner, and I have tried to do for you.' we wanted you to be pleased and it seems to meet with your appreciation i thank you for him and for myself end of remarks read by john greenman